Thank you, Lord. If if this if you were to have a title of this message, it would be there is a point to this. <laughs> Anybody ever ask God, what's the point? What's the point? What why? Why? Yes. Why? Because it feels like the enemy is winning. Yes, but he's not. It feels like the enemy is winning. And it's when and rather it's uh and I don't mean to be insensitive because the reason why I'm saying this, because whether it's finances like we're talking about or something physical going on in your body or something that's tearing you apart like a relationship in the family. Uh, God is right here, but it is really hard. I know it's really hard when you're in the middle of it. It's hard to say, thank you, Lord. It's hard to say, God, I, I, I love you, Lord. I, I trust you because the only thing I know is I'm hurt. Right. <laughs> Amen. Right now I'm hurt and I'm hurting. Right. Amen. And it seems this feels very much unfair. I, I ain't going to even say seems. Say, right. This is unfair. Amen. Because at the same time, we know of people who are disobedient to God. They are rebellious against God. And it seems like they're prospering. The yeah. word said, Lord, why do the wicked prosper? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. This ain't fair. Right. <laughs> I love you when I'm going through all of this. Right. How come the folks that don't love you, they, they, they look like they're getting away with murder. <laughs> but when you read further, it says, until right. I went up into the pavilion of the Lord. And from that vantage point, yeah. when I came up to the pavilion and I looked back at, at the lives of the wicked who yeah. seemed to be prospering, it says, then I saw that their way was slippery. That's right. And what does that mean? I, the, I kind of thought of it this way. They're walking on, on ice mm -hmm. with glass slippers. Oh. <laughs> so I want you to get the visual. Gotcha. They seem like they're doing fine, but they're walking like this. All the money they got, and the house, and the right. cars, and all, right. they are like, because mm -hmm. any day, that's right, yeah. wow. that's right. any day, every day, every step they take could be wow. their last, that's right. and that's why they have no peace. They're living in the finest of houses, and I understand, Pastor Manley, you met some of them and been around some folks who got a whole every lot Thursday taking you morning. into the yeah. <laughs> and they have no peace. peace. Because they know it's every day happy. could be their last. Mm -hmm. Every day. I'm telling you, when you got no peace, right. to me, no having peace. no peace is like a, like having that real bad toothache or having pain in your body and you can't sleep. I don't care what you do. Lord you can't, Jesus. can't Lord, sleep. Like that. That's what no peace is like. Yes. You cannot settle down you right. cannot sleep right. you can't and so when we're talking about righteousness peace mm -hmm. joy yeah. in the holy ghost even in the midst of our trials and our yeah. situations mm -hmm. we've still got the kingdom operating in us why because i still got peace i don't know how this is gonna work out anybody ever said that yes. i don't know how don't know when. Right. Don't even see no way. Right. I'm trying to add them all in. Right. I don't see no way, no how, right. don't know when, don't know where. Right. But your peace, because yeah. his kingdom is in me. Yeah. His peace is there, that assurance that says, 
it's going to be okay. Amen. You, you're coming through this. There's something on the other side of this. Um, uh, the example that Carol and I use all the time is uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because we've heard lots of sermons preached about those three men and how God delivered them from the fiery furnace. And uh, because sometimes that that scripture is not presented in its full context, we question God when we're in a fiery furnace situation. And even after God gets us out of it, then certain, but still things haven't changed. And that's because here's the put, I want to put this in perspective yeah. so you know what I mean. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were three Hebrew young men that were captured. They were part of the the children of the Israelites who were captured and brought into Babylon, forced to learn another language and serve uh, in the government. Now these are three guys that probably like any any other young man was planning on growing up, getting married, working, you know, having a nice Jewish family and life and all of that. And your world gets totally turned upside down. Because you end up captured and, and it was an invasion, which means they saw friends and family killed, yeah. slaughtered. And then you're brought into a whole nother world where you can you imagine that being captured out of the United States and then being taken somewhere in the Middle East where you got to learn their language and take whatever job they give you and live the kind of life that they say you got to have. That's what happened to them. And then when they were brought into the position and said, now everybody's got to bow to the king's image. Because in other words, you're in a whole nother world and this is how we, this is how we do things. When the trumpet blows, everybody now bows down to the image of the king. So not only do you got to learn our language, and take the job that we give you, but you also got to serve the God that we serve. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, nope. we learned your language, and we took your job, <laughs> right. but I'm not going to bow to you, king. Amen. And even told the king, I'm not too careful to answer you in this matter. Our God is well able yes. to deliver us out of your hand. But then they said something that shakes many Christians mm -hmm. in their foundation today. Mm -hmm. Even if he don't. Right. Uh-oh. What do you mean even if we don't? I thought we have faith. I thought we believe in God for deliverance. They say God is able to. There's no doubt about that. But if he chooses not to, we ain't going to bow. Now that's the level where we got to live today. Where we don't question what God allows. Just still saying, but as far as me and God go, if, if this is the day that I'm going to see him, I want to see him having refused to bow. Yes. <laughs> I don't want the last thing I did on this earth was compromise and denied him. So they like, so if this is our last day, we're going to go before him saying we did what we what you told us to do. You told us when we were little boys growing up in a Jewish home, we were told to you should have no other gods before you. That's right. So we stick into that. Yeah. So we all know the story. Yes. Uh, they threw them in. Mm -hmm. They didn't get burned. They closed nothing. Right. No 
smoke. Didn't even know the smell of smoke on them. Yeah. Only thing came off of them was the the bindings that were on them. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> God did that for them. Now, now comes the rest to put it in context. They come out. The king and your Nebuchadnezzar, oh, your God is God. But you know what that guy did even after he said all that? Now y'all can go back to work. <laughs> he didn't send them back to Israel. He didn't set them free. They still remained in bondage. Why am I sharing that? Because that's often where we are as believers today. There are victories that God gives us in the midst of our situation. And we keep thinking, God ain't moving because I'm not out of the situation. It's like, no, because what happened? God used them to speak to the king. And that's why I said, could it be that God was using Pastor Madeline to speak to her son, to speak to her family? I'm like, I don't like this. Come on, let's be honest. God, I don't like the way you do stuff. I don't like the way you do stuff, but he says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So he wants us to trust him that even though I don't like this, Lord, I, I don't like the way this is going down. And, that, and if we'll be honest with God like that, that's why I love reading the song, especially David's songs, because David was honest with God like that. And stuff that he didn't like or I don't get this, he would say it. Right. And God doesn't mind us doing that. Right. As long as what's in our heart, we're not defiant. We're not right. being defiant right. and I'm not being rebellious. Right. I'm just simply, I'm doing like, like Mary, um, when the angel came and told us she was going, he was, she was going to give birth mm -hmm. to this, to this baby and didn't know no man. All, all she did was, okay, how, how's, how's that going to happen? Right. <laughs> and so God doesn't mind us asking at that level. It's like, I, God, I just don't understand how this can happen. But remember she said, but be it unto me according to your word. And that's the kind of heart he wants us to have that even though I don't know how you're going to do this, and I don't like the way you do stuff. But God, your ways are higher than mine. Your thoughts are higher than mine. And so I'm, I choose to trust you. There is a point to this. <laughs> there is a point. And I don't always see it. And here's another one that God, I believe, a place God wants us. That we don't demand that he always shows us what he's doing. Right. In fact, I In fact, I don't want to know. A lot of times, now I really don't want to know. I'd be afraid or I'd get in the way. I'll mess it up. Yeah. Well, God, I don't, I, it doesn't require that you give me all the answers uh -huh. before I'm obedient. Amen. You know, at some point in our walk, we have to be at this place where, God, you have proven yourself yes. to me enough times now yes. that you don't have to answer all my questions before I obey you. Amen. Let me say that again. Right. You have proven yourself to me enough times now. Yes. That you don't have to give me an explanation in order for me to obey you. Now all I just, Lord, just tell me what you want and I'll do it. Um, and I'll, now I want to show you in this passage, let's look at Romans 8.22. In fact, we can go a little bit above that. Let's start at verse 18. See, I got my old, my old Bible. War torn. My war torn Bible. I have to do it. Yeah, get out of here. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
go ahead. Don't you love it when we're all in the same flow? Thank you, Lord. And this has just been so awesome. Uh, it says, For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now, I want to connect something to you. Now, go to verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains until now. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm skipping the, the, uh, the, um, the clauses where he would kind of step, step aside to explain a few things before moving on. But I'm connecting some thoughts for you. So let me read it again. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. First connection. Look at how he is saying that all of creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. And it's directly connected to the sufferings that we're going through. There's God is using the sufferings to reveal the sons of God. And now go to verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with the birth pains together until now. And then drop down to verse 26. And he says, likewise, you can see the thought when I do that. Can you see the flow of the thought? Yeah, yeah. Likewise, mm -hmm. the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Yeah. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. For he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. In other words, I don't know what to pray. I'm going, we going through all of this? Now I'm going to connect those thoughts for you. We're going through all of this. I don't know what to pray when I'm going through. I know what I want to say, but I don't really know what to pray. And so while I'm groaning in this situation and under these circumstances, the Holy Spirit is putting together the words in the spirit and connecting it to the will of God cuz I'm all I know to pray when I'm hurting is God stop the pain. Right. right. That's all I know, but the spirit of God searches the mind of the spirit to know what the will of God is. And then redirects our prayers to but your will be done. So in the midst of my groaning I may start off with God, please, God, please, just stop the pain. God, kill him. I don't want this. God, until we pray in the spirit and he takes those groanings and, Lord, let your will be done. What are you trying to work in me? What are you trying to work in me? Yeah. Where are you directing me? What are you revealing to me as a son of God, as a daughter of God? Let what you want to be revealed come forth. All of creation is groaning, waiting for the revelation of the sons of God. And so, God, you are allowing me to go through this so that what even creation is groaning for can come forth in me. Come on, bless the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord God. There is a point to this. 
There is a point to this. And God allows us to come to these moments like what we're experiencing right now. And I don't think it was a coincidence that while Pastor Madeline was going through uh, with the housing and plus, and she hasn't even talked about the physical, the physical right. that she's been going through, right. but just using the housing just in, as a just kind of as a landmark reminder that we were going through the same thing regarding housing. Mm-hmm. We're told by our given two weeks to move out. We're told in the right after we had a glorious time at our house. Y'all remember that the last time we got together, glorious time. Two weeks. In fact. Uh, yeah, uh, Elder Maxine spoke, and it was just awesome. Wonderful, it's so good. And then two weeks later, we're being told you got to get out. <laughs> two weeks, and then God opens up a door for a dear sister whose husband had passed away back in June, and she said the Lord just spoke to her and said, "You got a you got a three bedroom house, and just you and you and the dog." They can let them come stay with you. Amen. So we went there. And we're like, uh, I don't want to be in somebody else's house. Yes, I know that feeling. <laughs> we are very private people. Carol and I, we are. Y'all can probably tell. We, we're very, we like our space. And I haven't even gotten to just the aspect. My wife is a real woman. She is a woman who likes her own space. All the women identify. A woman going into another woman's home. I Not that she has anything against her sister, loves her. Own, but And I'm not really an animal, a dog person, but her dog, big, beautiful, black German Shepherd, he just took to loves me. Chris. I mean, bypass Carol just comes straight to me. Because it's usually the other way around. Usually, usually like oh, me. Yeah. And don't pay Chris any attention. Like, oh God, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you would bring me to a place to bring comfort to a dog. You know why? He was in grief. The dog was in grief because when the man passed away. It was really his dog. It was his dog. Do y'all know God to be so mindful? Yeah. Wow. He'll send you someplace to comfort a dog yeah. who's God. grieving for his master. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then like, God, what are you working in me? And I remember, I, and during this time, I came across a particular, I can't remember if it was a psalm or a proverb that talks about uh, a, a, kind, uh, a, a kind master will even be gracious and uh, gentle with his animals. <laughs> so, Lord, what are you working in me concerning people that you would send me to comfort a to dog. comfort a dog? Yep, yep. Because evidently, you're getting at something, yeah. and in me concerning people. God is something else. He's operating yeah. on so many levels. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah. There's a point to this. And we ended up there for two months. Over And a couple of weeks ago, no prospects for a place, but we could feel the time winding up. Like, it's time for us to go. And so I turned to my wife and sat in the office where we were and just held hands and prayed. God guide us. Yeah. 
Just Lord help us, guide us. We ain't trying to tell you what to do, how to do, but we can just y'all know that you're, sometimes yeah. you feel the timing is yeah, up at a place. Yes, yes. The timing is up, but I don't know where to go. Yeah. Where am I supposed to go? Yeah. So all we can do is touch hands and agree, and not just agree with each other. You know, even what the word of the Lord says, if we would, if any two or three of you would gather together in my name, I'm there in the midst. And if any two or three would would agree. But it doesn't just mean agree with each other. It means agree with God. Right. <laughs> a lot of people that touched and agreed, but they didn't agree with God. They agreed with each other. So next time you hear about touching and agree, the other question you need to ask in your mind is, are we agreeing with God or are we just agreeing with each other? Because we can agree with each other. That's what happened at the Tower of Babel. They all agree with each other. Yes. But not with God. And God came down himself and said, all right, that's it. Everybody speak a different language and scatter. <laughs> and I don't want him to have to scatter us because we're in not in agreement with him. And so we, t we, we touched, we prayed. And then I felt led to, t I told Carol, go online. And just look and see what you can find. Mm -hmm. uh, Hold it, Pastor. Yes. Right there where you were, because my mindset was actually to move down, to move here. Over here. To okay. Lancaster. Okay. Wow. So wow. I know that. And so we was in agreement. God said. Okay. Because you can't agree. We're coming here. Moving here. Okay. Wow. Learning my little way around it, and every time I come down, I learn something new. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said, nah, you in Harrisburg. <laughs> now, here's the other thing. The funny part is that for us, yeah. it's like mm -hmm. we were still trying to stay in Harrisburg. Right. And this sister that we're uh, talking, that we're living with, she said, "Have you guys considered moving out of Harrisburg?" Right. Like, and have you considered moving on the West Shore? Mm -hmm. No, I said no. I ain't never even thought about mm -mm. being on the West Shore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> outside of, he said, "We say our work is in the city. We're trying to live in right. the city." And the Holy Spirit is just one of those. You know, Holy Spirit goes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to what she's saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I said, expand the search. We'll yeah. look on the West Shore, too. Yeah. And and I just kind of snuck on the computer. Not that I didn't trust my wife wasn't going to do a good job, but I just wanted to see for myself what's out there. And up pops this place, this little townhouse in Enola. In unit. It's an in-the-unit townhouse, which we're like, Lord, if we have to go back into townhouse living, I don't want to be in between neighbors anymore. Right. Can we get an in space? Only right. got one person on one side. Right. The place was an end unit. <laughs> then the other thing I said to Carol, I said, the other thing is, I said, if we go back into renting a townhouse, I would really prefer that it's a homeowner rather than just a real estate company so that we don't end up in the situation that we just came out of. Amen. Amen. So, Saw it, didn't know all the details, passed it off. Okay, well, said, well okay, good. Name, and this, the name of the street it was on was Brigade, mm -hmm. which is like the military term, right, Brigade. Right. Okay. Carol came back, and she printed out three addresses. Mm -hmm. Two of them were in Enola. Mm -hmm. And one of them was the very same one that I looked at. Yeah. The very same address. Confirmation. <laughs> Like, really? Okay. Went and looked at it. 
Really nice space, all of it. The other thing I told mom is we have been looking at different places. And I, on and both sides. On both sides. Uh, no, well, well, first we started, first I started in Harrisburg. In Harrisburg yeah. And I, I'm, I'm judging things like how the real estate agent approaches us, if they shake my hand and all that kind of stuff. So I told mom I kept getting the limp handshake, <laughs> which is the, I really we want you really here. Right. right. Yeah. And I don't want to live nowhere. Where that's right. That's right. You don't, don't really want, want us here. That's right. Because right. it means problems all along yeah. the way. Yes, yeah. it does. So credit scores low, all messed up. I want to be able to have a conversation with people, explain our situation, what happened to us, then you know, wasn't our fault, all that. And so I want conversation. But if right. you give me limp handshake, you are definitely not going to be interested in hearing my story right. and showing compassion and letting us move in. This young man drove up, firm handshake, looked me in my I eyes. Like right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Very personable. Very personable. <laughs> And when we did, and, and of course we put in the application uh, and told them up front uh, what our situation was. And they came back with, uh, we would have, we can, we can approve it no matter what your, what your credit score is. Uh, but one thing we would want to do is just increase the rent by $25 from what was quoted. I'm like, is that all? Because <laughs> we're really expecting a double. I really right, thought because usually, you're usually what happens yeah, in this situation is they say, yeah. "I want you to make a double deposit," and yes. you know, two deposits, and then the first month's rent. Right, exactly. And they came back with, "No, we'll just increase the rent by twenty five dollars." Amen. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> And then when we went in to, to the unit on uh, uh, Friday the 1st to sign the papers and all that, they met us at the unit. And uh, and I said, I actually asked him, he said, so what was it, the reason why you felt comfortable with us? He said, we like having conversation with people. And in spite of the credit score, we're trying to judge your character. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. Amen. Nothing but favor. Right. Yes. Nothing but favor. Yes. Yes. We want to know what's in your pocket. We want to know what's in your pocket. Yes. Yes. And they wanted to know what's the in your character. Yes, yes, ma'am. What's in your character? He said, he said, because things happen, life happens to everybody. Stuff happens to everybody. Nothing but God. But that's what we were looking for. Your life is your business. Okay. How much money you got in your pocket? That's all they care about. That's it. So literally, we applied on October the 25th on a Friday. And we moved in one week later yeah. on October the first, on November the first. One week. All y'all go, and you know that's crazy. That does not happen. One week. But that was God. That's right here. That's part of y'all smorgasbord. Thank you, Lord. And then we thought about our journey since we've been here. Yes. We were up north. And then we moved south, almost to Hershey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord put us right into the city, as mm -hmm. uh, right on the edge of the city. You well, know, we went to Susquehanna well, Township. Susquehanna right? Township. Yeah. Um, and then right into the city. And then now he moves us across the river. So if you were to map that out, it's it's we went from here mm -hmm. and then here, then in here. 
down here, and then now we're on the west shore. Mm -hmm. And God literally, just like Abraham, you're going to circle the territory. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, come east, is, said, east is the only thing left, right? Yes, <laughs> Go east. Yes, yes. But ain't that, we so, did momentarily um, think about moving to Lancaster we did. as well. We yes. did. Yeah. Just so you guys know, we did. Mm -hmm. We had a we we attended an open house for one of our coaches. Yeah, one of our coaches, grad person that went through our training. She mm -hmm. she set up her office in Lancaster. Mm -hmm. She lives here and set up. So we went to her opening, mm -hmm. and while we were there, we were so comfortable with the environment. And we I mean, so and the people were friendly. They were and open to us. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, well, we can. Set up our business here in Lancaster. Like, wow. this can work. Y'all didn't know that, but we was actually playing. Like, well, this could actually work. I knew you'd be like, say, like the thought of that. I've been praying for Lancaster. I've known that, boy. And so now we're on the West Shore. Now, here's the part that you don't know is that when we first moved here, or just before we first moved here, the God had given me this powerful dream where I was actually standing on the West Shore oh, speaking wow. into Harrisburg. Look wow. And now here we are in the position that he showed us before we ever moved here. So it only took 15 years. <laughs> but everything is coming full circle. But we needed that experience. We needed we needed to um, live up on Lingostown Road yeah. to understand that environment yeah. and people right. that live up yeah. in the north, up near the mountains in yeah. Harrisburg. Right. We needed to live almost, you know, south, almost to Hershey. Yeah, that's a different world. Diff completely yeah. different yeah. world. Yeah. Then we needed to live in Susquehanna Township mm -hmm. near the farm show. Mm -hmm. And we definitely needed those six months actually living in the city, mm -hmm. in that house that you guys mm -hmm. And God literally has positioned us. We needed to, and both of us, we needed to work for the state mm -hmm. for nine years. Mm -hmm. There's so much that we understand now. And now he positioned us and now he can put us on the West Shore, mm -hmm. which is, I know they call it the White Shore or the mm -hmm. Money Shore. <laughs> but could it be that that's exactly where God wanted us? Mm -hmm. But in order to have a, very, a better appreciation for the wealth, the influence the things that we'll be able to do in Harrisburg. Now we understand that dynamic of the prejudice and the racism and all that stuff between the East and the West. And could it be that God would let us live on the East, now put us on the West, because part of his word to us, he said, you're going to be bridge builders. Wow. Yes. yes. So he would put us on both sides. So he would... So he would put us on both sides. If you're going to be a bridge builder, yeah. you need to know. then you need to know life on both sides. Right. Yeah. Isn't that like God? So say it again. There's a point to this. <laughs> but we don't like the journey. We do feel like Abraham when he says, I'm sending, you, I'm sending you into a whole new land. And you're going to have all these descendants. But in the meantime, Abraham's wandering all around from place to place. I'm like, what's the? What are you doing? Where's the land? <laughs> he changed his name from Abram to Abraham, and you go through all of this, and I'm like, but, and then he finally does have a son, and then God says, sacrifice him. I'm like, what? 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 Yeah. 
but God is the one who's leading us. And so I wanted to share this with you today. Now let me wrap this up. Thank you, Lord. Verse 26, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints. And how does he do it? According to the will of God. And always remember that even when the Holy Spirit is interceding for us, he's doing so according to the will of God, meaning the Holy Spirit is always coming from the standpoint of not just get them out of the situation. It's lead them into your will, Father. Lead them into your will, Father. Just think about the Holy Spirit. He said, he's there interceding and saying, yes, Lord, I know that this is hard. Father, I know that this is hard for them and they don't understand what's going on, but lead them into your will. Lead them into your will. Lead them into your will. Wow. <laughs> and then the end it all. And then Paul ends it by saying, and we know yeah. <laughs> now, when you hear all of that, when you hear all of that, now you hear the context. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed. He predestined to be what? Conformed to the image of his son. Wow. Conform to the image of his son. That's what's happening inside of us. So even if I have to send you over into Edders, Pennsylvania and live in the house, think about it. And she's a widow. God, God sent the prophet to a widow. I said that to Carol after we, like in the Bible, I said, oh my God, Carol, we move in the prophetic and God, just like he did with the prophet, sent us to a widow. God sent us to a widow and let her take care of us for a while. So the blessings that's coming into her life for her to be pouring out to us. I never got it until now of the significance for the widow's part. I've always looked at the prophet being served by the widow, but you have to understand out of her loss, She's ministering to the prophet and God just gave that to us in modern day, yeah. real life. A woman who just lost her husband three months and she lets us come into her home and she serves us. Yeah. I'm like, I'll never look at that passage of scripture the same. Yeah. That even in the midst of her loss, yeah. she didn't let her loss overwhelm her to the point where she couldn't see somebody else's loss. Yeah. Of course, our loss didn't compare to hers. Yeah. We can get another house. Right. She can't just go get another husband. Right. And she certainly can't get him. Right. But she ministered to us yeah. in spite of her own loss. Yeah. Again, that's called being conformed to the image of his son. Yeah. Only, only. Somebody who has the love of God yeah. can go past loss at that level right. to reach out to somebody else in their loss. That's right. That's being conformed. You somebody said it earlier. This is the early. This is what the early church was yeah. like. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. We're helping each other. We're serving each other. And even though we don't like the circumstances and the situations, God's going to make sure that all things going to work together yeah. for the good of those who love Him. And the Holy Spirit is going to continue to make intercession. Yeah. 
that the will of God gets done. Because we're like, why, why ain't you interceding and I get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interceding that the will of God will be done. Sorry.